U.S. yields rebounded and major indices sold off at yesterday's trading session as markets have priced in a beyond reasonable amount of interest rate cuts from the U.S. Federal Reserve for next year based on a soft landing scenario. So right now, eyes are on the U.S. jobs data for some comfort that may or that may not come this week. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So financial markets were feeling the hangover from the November rally at yesterday's trading session. The week kicked off with a downside correction in many, many stock indices and the bond markets across the globe, whereas the bigger than expected slump that we saw in the U.S. factory orders, soft growth numbers and British retail sales amid the Black Friday discounts even failed to boost the sales in Britain and also an unexpected fall in Australian company profits while well, last quarter could have all further boosted the central bank dose and the rate cuts bets at yesterday's trading session around the globe but they did not do that as a result the US two-year yield jumped to 4.66% level as the 10-year yields rebounded to 4.30% mark yesterday on awakening that the Fed rate cut bets and other central bank rate cut bets may have gone a bit too far and that it was maybe time for a correction. As such, the S&P 500 gave back some fields close to a year-to-date high level at yesterday's trading session and we saw a bigger sell-off in the rate-sensitive Nasdaq 100 stocks. The Nasdaq 100 lost 1% at yesterday's trading session. Stocks in Europe retreated as well, but they first advanced to a fresh high that we saw since last summer before Americans came to hammer market sentiment. In the FX markets, well, the US dollar jumped past this 200-day moving average at yesterday's trading session. And in precious metals, well, the ounce of gold saw a more than $100 sell-off after hitting an all-time high level on Monday's open. Now, the knee-jerk reaction off the market to yesterday's gold rally was so violent that it's made me think twice about the real potential of a significant rise in gold prices in the short run above that $2,000 psychological mark. Of course, gold's valuation is negatively correlated to the U.S. yields as gold doesn't pay interest. Therefore, if we see the U.S. yields continue to fall, there will be a natural appetite for holding the non-interest-bearing gold. But if yields go up, which is my base case scenario in the short run after such a rapid and a significant fall in the month of November, then the cost of holding the non-interest-bearing gold well, increases and as a result, its value should decrease. So, as a result, in summary, if the yields continue their rebound further, well, gold should come under some pressure and it wouldn't be bizarre uh, to see gold prices tank below the $2,000 level if the US 10-year yield goes back to 4.825% region simply because the $1980 to $2,000 per ounce was the range where the price of an ounce was trading when the US 10-year yield actually peaked back in October this year. 
Now, of course, the market correction is one thing, but investors don't have much time to well, think of the past and make digestive trades this week because we will have a flow of new and important economic data, including the US jobs data, which will be coming and helping the market find fresh direction as soon as today. So either the soft economic data will cement the Federal Reserve rate cut bets or a robust data will inject some uncertainty and more volatility to the market for the rest of the month. And in this context, well, the JOLS data is expected to show lesser job openings in the US in October. But note that last month was impacted by strikes in the US. So last month's negative impact on the US jobs market could actually turn out to be positive for this month. And the letter could eventually blur the visibility that we have on the health of the US jobs market. But don't get too upset or too excited if you see figures that you weren't expecting, because I think that the US jobs market will still continue to slow even though we see some better than expected figures this month. For now, note that the market is pricing around 125 basis point cut from the Fed next year. And that's obviously significantly lower than where the Fed sees a rate by the end of next year, which is well, around the 5% mark. So to me, it is only but only very much surprising that the Fed members well, reacted to the rising yields prior to October. And they said that they actually helped them to keep the interest rate steady at the latest meeting. Whereas we haven't heard much comments from the Fed members regarding the yields that actually fell as fast as they spiked after the October peak. So the Federal Reserve optimism looks overstretched to me. The risks assets were well in the overbought territory up until well, yesterday's trading session. And we absolutely need sufficiently soft US data to keep these bears asleep. Otherwise, a gust of hot wind could easily rouse the bear from its slumber. Elsewhere, well, the Reserve Bank of Australia kept its monetary policy rate unchanged at today's monetary policy meeting as expected and warned that more policy tightening could be needed and that obviously depending on the economic data. Uh, Governor Michelle Bullock also says that Australian inflation is now well, more homegrown than related to some supply chain problems, as it has been the case before. And she also reminds everyone that if inflation remains sticky, the homegrown inflation remains sticky, more rate hikes could be in the pipeline for Australians. Yes, yes, but we already knew that the Reserve Bank of Australia would sound reasonably hawkish, so we didn't see much move in the Aussie dollar. The Aussie dollar couldn't really benefit from the Reserve Bank of Australia's hawkish accompanying statement at today's session. The pair fell on a broad-based rebound that we saw in the US dollar instead. Now, elsewhere, the dollar-yen actually remained offered near its 100-day moving average, and that despite a softer-than-expected inflation read that came in in Tokyo today, and also a disappointing sales of the 10-year Japanese government bonds. The euro-dollar, on the other hand, tipped a toe below its 200-day moving average, and the pair tested the 108 support to the downside at yesterday's trading session. Now, besides the US 
US dollar appreciation across the board, the easing eurozone inflation, along with slowing European economies, boost the dovish European Central Bank expectations. We know that. And the eurozone's October producer price inflation and final services PMI data that are due today should actually print a further decline in the producer price inflation in the eurozone and a continued contraction in activity in the eurozone as the eurozone's GDP read that is due this Thursday will likely confirm a 0.1% contraction last quarter. Now coming back to the euro dollar, the pair actually sees support near the 108-108.20 range, which includes the 200-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on October to November rebound. But, but clearing the support range, which actually shouldn't be a big deal if the US dollar further corrects to the upside, well, should pave the way for for an extended decline in the euro dollar toward the 107.30 level. Now, last but not least, the sell-off in crude oil continues. The barrel of US crude just slipped below the $73 per barrel level this morning at the time I'm talking here as oil bears will totally ignored the Saudi energy minister, Mr. Abdulaziz bin Salman's warning that, well, production cuts from the Saudi Arabia can absolutely continue past the first quarter of next year if needed. Now, I think at the stage of the game, Saudi should just stop and wait and see for the dust to settle because throwing threats and not seeing a market reaction is absolutely worse than just watching the prices go down because prospects of slower global economy will likely help the oil bears hit their $70 per barrel target in the continuation of a solidly building negative trend at this moment. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşköy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and interesting comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please please, please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.